Well, good morning. Beautiful day, right? Oh, yeah. Good day if you're a duck. <laughs> but then you still have the wind to contend with, so I don't even know about that. But you are brave folks uh, to weather the rain and to come. And so we're glad that you're here. And... Um, and we're glad that each one of you chose to be with us this day. I don't know that we have a first-time guest, just in case there's a little perforated section on the side of that handout. If you're a first-time guest, or maybe first time in a long time, would you just tear it off, fill it out, drop it in the offering plate or a prayer basket as you exit, and we'll get it. Let me make just two or three announcements, if I might. You have an insert concerning Lifeline Screening that will be coming here to our church on February the 22nd. And so this little uh, insert will give you information if you're interested. Uh, we, we don't get any commission from it or anything like that. We're just basically allowing them to use our facility. Um, but, but that's a good deal if you need some of those screenings done. And so that tells you how to register. You can do it, you know, by calling a telephone number or online. And so... If that interests you, then please read that. Men's Ministry Fellowship will meet Friday evening, 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. And so you might want to make a note of that. Men, every every person is invited. You're cordially invited uh, to a time of fellowship, time of uh, devotional Bible study, and, uh, and food. Did I say food? Always have food to eat. Uh, but anyway, don't forget that men's ministry fellowship. we got the Wednesday evening Bible study overcomer, Brother Doug. If you have your Bible or if you have a Bible app on something, if you'll be finding Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, Matthew, chapter 5. Have you noticed that as believers, sometimes we speak Christianese? We do, don't we? In other words, there are words and phrases that as believers we use, we toss around, especially as we talk to other believers. But when it comes to an unbeliever, uh, I, I say this a lot, and especially in our classes that we do sometimes with outreach and evangelism and sharing the gospel, we need to be careful about some of the words and terms that we use around unbelievers. Uh, you know, and I use this as an example I have before and still will. We, we sometimes say, or I've heard people say, and I've even said it, when I got saved, it was just a blessing. I mean, when I trusted the Lord... I, I was blessed. All right, well, here's the question. What does that mean? Did a blessing fall out of the sky and hit you on the head? I I mean, how how did you receive a blessing? How were you blessed? Uh, The the word blessed, by the way, in the Bible is the Greek word makarios, and it's really a word for happy. That's, That's what it means, blessed. To be blessed is to be happy. And so to have a blessing is to have happiness in your life. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning. Listen, listen, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless your life. But here's the thing about it. 
you have to be blessable before God's going to bless you. Now, by that, what do I mean by being blessable? Well, in other words, God's not going to bless a life that has sin. God is not going to bless somebody that's arrogant. God's not going to bless somebody that's full of pride. God's not going to bless somebody when there's just indifference and stubbornness and those kind of things, pride and, and, and all those things that fall into there. But God does want to bless your life. And that's what I want to share with you these next few weeks as we look at the Beatitudes. And if you have uh, your outline this morning, you should have had a, an outline in your handout. I want to talk about the keys to a blessed life. Eight keys, the eight Beatitudes, keys to a blessed life. So if you'll find Matthew chapter 5, and notice verse 1. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, when he, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to teach them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now, Think about this, and by the way, in Bible times, the teacher, the person who did the teaching almost always sat down, and the audience, the people in the audience stood. Okay, so I thought we'd practice that this morning. I'm going to sit, and you guys can stand in. It'll only be about, oh, 30 minutes or so. Just kidding, don't leave yet. Um, but, but Jesus begins to address the crowd. And he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, what does that mean, poor in spirit? Well, he's not talking about physical poverty. He's not talking about material poverty. He's talking about spiritual poverty. In fact, the New Living Translation says it like this. God blesses those who realize their need for him. So in other words, when I'm poor in spirit, it just means that I'm coming to the point where I say, hey, I'm inadequate. Without God in my life, uh, I'm, I'm poor in spirit. I, I can't handle it all by myself. And so it means we depend upon him, humbly depend upon God instead of depending upon myself. And so how do I do that? That's the question. Uh, how, how do I actually then depend upon God? I want to share with you this morning five practical ways that we can put that into practice. First of all, number one, if uh, it's important that I realize I have to depend on God's wisdom and not my own. Depend upon God's wisdom and not my own wisdom. This verse, Proverbs 14, verse 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. There is a way that seems right to man and woman. Have you ever had in your life, have you ever had this feeling that something uh, is just so very, very much right? I mean, this is right. This is the right thing to do. And you knew it was the right thing to do, and you did it, 
And then you ended up saying this was a very, very, very wrong thing to do. As you relied upon your own wisdom. There's a way that seems right to us. But often it ends up on a dead end road. And so we could all give testimony to that, right? I mean, there have been times when I've just said, this has got to be right. It just feels right. Well, when we say that, we better be careful about feelings. A lot of stuff just feels so right, but it ends up being so wrong and so bad. And I wind up saying, what was I thinking? How did my life get so entangled in this mess? Listen, that's why it's important. We depend upon God's wisdom and not our own. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. One of my favorites has been down through the years. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him. Rely upon Him, and He will direct your paths. And so, uh, and, and so I can't go around. I have to be careful. I can't go and go, I can't say, you know what? I've got this all figured out, and I've got a handle on this. I've got a plan. When you say that, you better be careful, because when we do that. Much of the time, we are relying upon our own wisdom and not God's wisdom. Now, so then here's the question. How do I get God's wisdom? Primarily two things. Pray. Read the Word. Prayer and the Word. That's how I get God's wisdom. You read God's Word. And you pray, you talk to God. And and not only do you talk to God, but in those times of prayer, you listen to what God is saying to you. And He will speak to you. His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. And so you pray and you read. That's how you get God's wisdom. In fact, the Scripture said in James chapter 1, verse 5, If any man lacks wisdom, let him do what? Ask of God. Who gives to all generously and without criticizing. And it will be given to him. So that says when we go to God and ask God for his wisdom. Then he's going to give it generously. He's going to give it graciously. And so uh, God says I'm I'm going to give it to you to ask. Now. so, So here's the question. How do you know you're living on God's wisdom rather than depending upon your own wisdom. Listen to this. You need to write this down. God's wisdom and God's will are in God's word. God's wisdom and God's will are in God's word. And so listen, if you are not in the Word, you do not know God's will. If you're not in the Word, you do not have God's wisdom. That's that's pretty plain, pretty simple. Number two, 
Poor in spirit means I depend on God's strength and not mine. I depend upon God's strength and not mine. Hey, you ever get tired? I mean, you ever just get tired to the bone sometimes? You just feel like I can't take another step. I can't do this. I can't do that. I am tired. You ever feel that way? No? I'm the only one. Well, listen, there's a reason for it. It's pretty simple. You're human. Right? You are human. Your strength, my strength is limited. We only have so much strength. But listen, God's strength is unlimited. God never runs out of energy. God never gets tired. God never runs out of power. Hey, here's a good promise. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. You know this, don't you? Some of you do. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hey, listen. In the darkest moments of life when we cannot see the pathway clearly and we can't see the way forward, that's when we must have God's strength to get through whatever it is that we're going through. Some people, listen, some people never get through what they're going through because they're trying to do it in their own strength and not God's strength. I've seen it, and you have too. Some people go through a divorce situation, and they never recover. You know why? They're trying to get through in their own strength. Some people go through a bankruptcy, and they never recover. They're trying to do it in their own strength. Some people, in those darkest moments of their life, Try to do whatever they're doing in their own strength. And it does not work very well depending upon our own strength. And so what happens is many times the reason people don't recover as they try to muster up enough strength to get it done on their own. They get stuck. And they get stuck and they can't move beyond that because they they don't have the strength. That's why it's important that we depend upon God. Hey, here here's a verse for you. And it's not on your outline. I don't don't believe I put it on there. Meant to, but did not. Psalm 27, 1. Psalm 27, 1. Here's what it says. The Lord is the strength of my life. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is the strength of my life. Say it with me. The Lord is the strength of my life. Now, let me encourage you to do something. Take you a little card, three by five card or whatever card, and write that little verse on that card and read it over and over and over as you get a chance during the day. When you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, when you do whatever you're doing in the daytime, Just say it. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. Say it over and over to yourself. 
So it's important, listen, to do the right thing, but it's also important that we do the right thing with the right power. And that power is not in and of ourselves, but it comes from God. And, and sometimes we just get tired. I mean, sometimes we get just, we, we get weak. I've heard people say, I'm just, I'm just too weak. I'm too tired to read my Bible. I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to do what I need to do. Well, that's when you need the strength of the Lord. In fact, the Lord is the strength of my life. And so I rely upon him. I, I think about the Apostle Paul. You know the verses in Second Corinthians chapter 12. And those verses say that Paul had a thorn in the side. Now, we don't know what that is. We don't, we're not told. But old Paul had a thorn in the side. And he said, I prayed, what? Three times for God to remove that thorn. And did God remove it? He did not. He did not. But listen, here's what Paul says. Basically, here's what God said. My grace is sufficient. My grace is all you need. My power is all that you need. And then here's what Paul says. Paul said, when I am weakest, the power of Christ works in me and shows up through me. When I am weak, then am I strong. And so sometimes we just have to come to that place where it's the end of ourself. Just say, God, I can't do it. I don't have the strength. I don't have the power to do it. But you are the strength of my life. And in you and through you, you will do it. And so listen, the more you're weak, the more you depend upon God. And the more you depend upon God, the stronger that you get. Get that? Number three. Poor in spirit means I depend on God's timing, not my own. I depend upon God's timing and not my own. How many of you like to wait? Now, I know some of you are pretty patient. There's just a season of waiting in life, is there not? I mean, sometimes I just despise waiting. When I go through the fast food, I want to pay and get my food at the first window on the first stop. I mean, I, I just stand in front of the microwave sometimes and say, would you hurry up? Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. I got stuff to do here. Um, but, but, but there's a season in life, there's a season of waiting. But listen to this. While you are waiting, God is working. I forget that sometimes. Don't you? While I'm waiting, God is working. And so while I'm waiting, it does not mean that God has stopped working. He is still working. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, one of the toughest spots to be in is when you're in God's waiting room. God has a waiting room. And uh, sometimes we spend time in there. And, and sometimes we get in a hurry and God doesn't. God's eternal. He's watching. 
He's working while we're waiting. But sometimes God intends for us to wait. In fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us, and we won't turn there, but you know those verses, there's a time for everything, a season for everything under the sun. So God has a timetable. Ours is certainly different sometimes. Listen, it may be that right now some of you are in a time of waiting. That's a, that's, that, that's a, a, a challenging place to be in. It's when you're in God's waiting room. We've all been there. But listen, the scripture says a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day unto the Lord. And so his timetable is certainly different from ours. Hey, think about this. Look how long God waited before he sent Jesus into the world. People had been waiting for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for a Messiah. But then God finally sent his son. When? When the time was right. Right? When the time was right, God sent his son into the world to, to, um, to live that sinless life and give his life on the cross so that we might have life, life eternal and life abundant on this earth. And so think about this. Listen. A delay is not a denial. A delay is not a denial. We may think sometimes God is saying no, and sometimes God is just saying, not yet. Not yet. While I'm waiting, God's working. If you didn't write that down, you need to. While I'm waiting, God's working. And see, and here's the thing about it. Sometimes when we get in a hurry and God doesn't get in a hurry, we choose second best instead of the best that God has for us. Number four. Poor in spirit means I depend on God's defense and not mine. I depend on God's defense and not mine. Listen, you, you know this. Let me remind you, there will always be people who misunderstand you. There will always be people who criticize you, who judge you, who gossip about you, who spread rumors about you. It's going to happen. And you know what? Sometimes people think, you know what? If I could just be perfect, well, everybody would love me and it'd be okay and I wouldn't have none of this. I know somebody who was perfect and still went through some junk. His name is Jesus. And so that won't work. In fact, sometimes that makes it worse. Um, because as you try to defend yourself, uh, th- then you tell truth to people and they don't like that and they get mad about that. So when you're, listen, when you're most like Jesus, is when you say nothing in the face of an attack and you don't retaliate. You're more like Jesus when that happens. 
uh, our tendency is, and that's the old human nature, we want to defend ourselves. We want to retaliate back, defend ourselves. Hey, no, listen, here's what we need to do. Let God be our defender. Jesus did. Sometimes he was just quiet, silent. And so sometimes you just have to let God be your defender. Hey, listen, and sometimes the junk comes from people that maybe you have a closer relationship with. Some of the people that have put a knife in my back are some of the people that I've spent the most time with. And it happens. And, um, and, and so, you know, I, I've just learned a long time ago, I can't run around trying to correct every misunderstanding and correct every criticism and every point of gossip. And I, I just can't do it. If I did, I wouldn't have time to do anything else. So just let God be your defender sometime. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't try to defend yourself. Don't criticize back when you're criticized. Don't insult back when you're insulted. But listen, you're more like Jesus when you don't attack back. And and listen, and especially, let me say this, and especially if you are a leader, if you are in a position of leadership, uh, it, it's going to happen to you. You're going to be misunderstood. And by the way, you might be a leader at home. Might be a leader in the church, might be a leader in the community, but wherever you are, where you are a leader, then you are going to be misunderstood. And then lastly, number five, this is the one you've been waiting for. Poor in spirit means I depend upon God's wealth and not my own. I depend upon God's wealth. And not my own wealth. Now let me tell you why that's important. When you have your security based upon a job, what happens when you lose that job? What if you base your security on a bank account? That bank account could be wiped out pretty quickly. Then what? If your security is based on the stock market, we know what that can do. What do you do? Your security has to be based upon something other than self. That would be God. Who owns, the Bible says, the cattle on a thousand hills. Got news for you, he owns the hills that the cattle are sitting on. There's this verse that we sometimes recall in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Isn't that marvelous? What a great promise. 
See, I depend upon how much God has got and not what I've got. My God will supply all my wants, desires. It's not what he said, was it? My God shall supply all your needs. Listen, out of the abundance of his riches, according to his riches in glory. Through Christ Jesus. So, God is not limited to our ability and our capacity. Sometimes jobs come and go. Bank accounts come and go. Stock markets come and go. Investments come and go. Material goods come and go. God doesn't come and go. His supply doesn't come and go. It's it's important that I depend upon Him and His promise. Blessed, happy are the poor in spirit. Because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. There's something to be said about the kingdom of heaven. We'll get there, but not today. God, I depend upon you. Because I'm inadequate. I don't have all that I need. I can't take care of me. But you're God. You have a, a, an unlimited supply of everything that I need. Are you poor in spirit today? Or are you trying to go it alone? Depending upon yourself. The poor in spirit are happy because of the God in whom they're trusting. Would you bow with me please? Heavenly Father, thank you for your abundance of resources. Thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Jesus, who came to this earth, lived a perfect, sinless life, became the sacrifice for our sins. What a great need we had that we could not meet. And so, God, we thank you for sending your son. I pray, should there be somebody in this group today, or maybe somebody that's watching uh, online, I, I pray that this might be the day they'd come to the end of themselves and say, Lord, I can't do it. Yes, Lord. I, I can't save myself. That's the reason Jesus came. And right now, I'm trusting in you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come in my life. I, I, I don't know it all, but I know enough to realize that Jesus paid the price on the cross. 
Maybe you're here today and you already know Jesus as Savior. And maybe you're trying to, to go it alone in your own strength. Why settle for second, third, fourth best when God's best is available to you? Lord, I pray that you might speak to hearts this day. I pray, God, that, that your spirit would speak to spirits and I pray that those folks that you speak to will make those decisions they need to make this day. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand, please? If you have a need, would you come? I, somebody, will pray with you. If God has spoken to you, you need to make a decision. You come, we'll pray. You are my strength. When I am weak You are the treasure that I seek You are my all in all Seeking you as a precious jewel Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool you are my all in all, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy. Rising again, I bless your name. You are my all in all. When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my all in all, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name.
precious Lamb of God, worthy is your name, Jesus, Lamb of God, Would you bow, heads bowed? Some people are hearing from God this morning. In the midst of this time, would you talk to God, the Heavenly Father, and just ask God to bless in the lives of these people? And maybe God's calling you to do something, speaking to your heart this morning. Would you just pray? Okay, if we have, um, Teresa, would you come, my dear, and stand here? Most of you know Teresa, Teresa Griffiths. She's no stranger, and, uh, and she, she's just making uh, things uh, happen that, that she said I should have done, but I'm going to do it this morning. She's moving her membership from First Baptist Church Fort Meade to this body of Christ here at First Baptist in Frostproof. And I know you're happy about that decision. Amen? Amen. All right. And, um, and so you, you continue to pray for her in these days. Um, Mabel, would you stand, please, ma'am? Uh, we, we don't ever want anybody standing alone. And, and so, um, and so when we say amen, if you'll just come by and tell her you're, tell Teresa you're happy about this decision that she's made. Father, thank you for the time together this morning. Thank you for your spirit moving in people's lives. And I pray that all of us might be sensitive to that leadership. And then, Lord, help us to respond as you call us. Thank you for Teresa, uh, her willingness to become a part of this body of Christ here. We pray your blessings on her uh, in these days and minister to her, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good day. God bless you. Jesus.